The Pittsburgh Steelers season is over. They lost 42-21 to the Chiefs. You know all that. But let's talk about what this season has been, what we saw in that last game that will ultimately be Ben Roethlisberger's last game in the NFL. We're going to break down a lot here in what was a wild season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm your host, Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. We have a lot to go over from the hopes that could have been in this game to the points that were major letdowns and from guys who, unlike Ben Roethlisberger, are supposed to be here moving forward in Pittsburgh, making differences for the Steelers roster. There's a lot of questions about the, the where this team goes moving forward, but we'll break the, all of that down right here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. You can also watch this video on YouTube. Remember, hit the like button on, on, our, on YouTube if you're watching this video. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of our daily content video-wise coming right at you. Bro, that happened. That's what, that, that's what we said all week long with the Steelers. That's why I picked against them to win this game. But we all knew going into this week, a lot of things had to go right for the Steelers. And it looked like defensively, they did early on. There was hope, legitimate hope from Steelers fans even. When you see the Steelers defense come out, force three punts, get an interception, and return a fumble for a touchdown. It was the kind of Steelers football you're like, there's some hope there. There's possibilities. But as we've seen all season long, the wheels can quickly come off this team because it's not a well-rounded team. It was a mediocre team that fought its way into the playoffs. We'll talk about overachieving, underachieving, all that later in the show. But you saw eventually the Chiefs were able to settle in because the Steelers, during that entire time where the defense scored a defensive touchdown, forced two turnovers and three punts, and limited the Chiefs to four first downs in the first 20 minutes of play. The Steelers themselves got just two first downs and no points. And in fact, they punted all the way through the first half and then fumbled on their first possession of the second half and then finally got two touchdowns late when the game was away. We said all week long, this, this Chiefs team, they're too good to win like they did against Buffalo win like they did against Baltimore last week, like they did against both well, both times against Baltimore, both times against the Browns and against the Titans. You're going to need to play 40, or 40 minutes or 60 minutes, excuse me. I've, when I do college basketball, I get thrown off on the 40 minutes, 60 minutes thing. I just covered a college basketball game the other day. But point B, you need to play 60 minutes of football, and that needed to come from your offense getting points early. And this offense, we'll get into what I have to say about these receivers. This offense, there were opportunities, certainly. I thought there were some mistakes by the offensive line early, but they kind of, yeah, I felt like they adjusted and they fixed some of them as the game went on. I thought Ben Roethlisberger did as best as he could when you saw some of the throws that he was making. The deep throws, obviously, they're just not there. He doesn't have that cannon anymore. 
But there were times I thought he made decent reads and they just weren't caught. And there were times he didn't make the right reads, but this was a game that was going to take a lot of things going the Steelers way. A lot of guys, a lot of doing the right things, a lot of dominoes falling in place. And early on defensively, I think they, they, they knocked over all the dominoes. They were like, look, TJ Watts creating turnovers, a tipped pass. By the way, TJ Watt, best defensive player in the NFL, truly a, a, a remarkable player. He, tipped about the, the pass that got intercepted by Devin Bush. He got he got his first playoff sack, though that was in garbage time, but he also recovered that fumble, took it to the end zone after Cam Hayward forced it. Fantastic job by those guys early on. But this was why I said they were going to need to play a complete game because unlike the Bills, unlike the Titans, unlike the Ravens, this is a well-oiled offense that works almost every week. And you saw if, if the Chiefs play like they did early on this season – Maybe they get they have a chance, but you needed a lot to go your way. You needed your offense to put up some points, put some pressure on Patrick Mahomes to say, "Hey, it's not just seven points you have to overcome; it's a seventeen-point lead that you have to that you have to go overcome." Imagine if the Steelers get a touch, just a touchdown and a field goal in those opening drives. Mind you, when the when the when the Chiefs get that that fifth possession, when the Steelers force the fumble, recover the touchdown, that's probably more to the to the back end of the second quarter. And there's a lot less time for them to to adjust, and it's going to put pressure on them to succeed. Those are the things you needed to put in put in the Chiefs Chiefs right now. And the Steelers just didn't have those guns in this game. But I don't think it's something that the Steelers organization should be hanging its head too much over. Again, you just saw they're just outclassed by the how good the Chiefs are this year. The Chiefs are in their prime. They are. This is this is this is where they want to be. This is what they built towards. They have Patrick Mahomes at his best. He has all the weapons he needs. The Steelers are absolutely in a rebuild. We said that, you know, early in the season, middle of the season, we've said it all season long with all the rookies that have had to start. And heck, I thought we saw some inspiring performances. Uh, with, like I said, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Trey Norwood had two breakups on third downs early against Patrick Mahomes. I thought that like, you know, there was, there was good fight from guys like that, but there was not good fight from certain guys and I'm really, I really, I think, I think there's going to be some serious questions about what the team has to do moving forward. We'll get to that in just a minute here on the locked on Steelers podcast. But first I got to talk to you guys about built bar. It's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions. If yours, it's about getting fit or eating healthier. Make sure you include built bar in your plan. Built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Maybe even better than a candy bar. Built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike the protein bars that can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this just isn't worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Bilt Bars contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, you're making a really good, healthy decision. So remove all the old snack locations that you have. Throw out all the old candy bars and the and the, and the, and the snacks that aren't healthy for you. Replace them with Bilt Bars. You can get whatever flavor you like by going to Bilt.com. You'll find peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream, raspberry, salted caramel, minted brownie, all those flavors available at built.com where if you go right now you'll find a 15 percent uh 50 percent off your next order by using promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 locked 15 for 15 percent off your order at built.com
Back here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose. We're continuing our show on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not a victory Monday, unfortunately. It's a sad Monday because we just saw Ben Roethlisberger's last game ever. And whereas it wasn't 63-7, which was Dan Marino's last game ever in the NFL, 42-21, we said if the crazy things didn't happen for the Steelers, this was most likely how Ben was going to go out. He did go out, though, throwing two touchdowns, one to Deontay Johnson, one to James Washington. Um, he did. He, he was at least able to do that. And I felt like Ben Roethlisberger gave them a chance early on, but inexcusable, and I mean inexcusable drops from Deontay Johnson. And again, when you're when you're that outmatched by a team that has the best quarterback in football, when your quarterback is aged below average and not playing not not playing uh, you know great this season, when their offensive line has investments and yours is still kind of developing, when their offensive playmakers are fully developed and yours are still developing, when their defense is you know has, has guys on the edge, guys up the middle, they're not as hurt up as as you are with the guys that you're missing. There's a lot of things that just add up not in your favor in this matchup. You need to make every single play in those moments. And Deontay Johnson with those two drops early on, and then you had the false start that he that, that, that backed them up on a third down, really put the Steelers in, in rough spots in this game. If he catches those slants and does what Deontay Johnson has become accustomed to doing, or Steelers fans have become accustomed to watch him do when he has the ball in his hands, maybe the game goes differently. Maybe they get some points in those early drives. Heck, maybe they score a touchdown and maybe they get that 10 points and we're talking about a 17-0 lead instead of a 17-7-0 lead when T.J. Watt gets that touchdown. All things considered, that needed to be better. Jace Claypool needed to be better. Heck, if you listen to Tom, Mike Tomlin's post-game press conference, you'll hear him when he was asked, uh, about about it and he and someone said you know that, that, that was Dayon Kovacic my boss at dkpittsburghsports.com he he asked Mike Tom and he, he was like well you know did you need to see Marty receivers and he just sit and said you think and when Mike Tomlin gives a two-word answer to something like that that means he's disappointed about something and this was a this was a time to reflect like he didn't go over all the normal things about you know we need to do this we need to do that he kept it simple we didn't execute we, we had the game plan out there and he's right they had the game plan was out there they had the opportunity they just didn't execute on the field we, we saw the opportunities out there in front of them the success that they were able to have when they pulled off the plays that were called on the field but when you hear him respond like that that to me says you know there's that's that's a man this was a gut check time for a lot of guys and certain guys didn't rise up to the occasion um chase claypool you know had a rough year didn't have the touchdowns that he had last year but looked like he might have been figuring things out late again second year we'll see where he bounces back and is is next year we'll also see where the how these guys look with it with a younger quarterback who's more mobile next year presumably more mobile next year um and and what the offense will even ask ask of them in the coming in the coming years but I think that this, there's a serious question now. If you're the Steelers fan, if you were talking about the Steelers as we were before the season, you probably thought, well, there's no need to reinvest at the wide receiver position. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have Chase Claypool. You're going to have Deontay Johnson. You'll have to, your chance to pick between James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster. And then you could probably draft some fourth or fifth round rookie, and then it'll become Antonio Brown all over again, blah, blah, blah. You're, you probably have that confidence. That confidence looks shattered right now. When you talk about the, about the, the the hope of this of this receivers unit being able to move forward with the way that Deontay Johnson played, and again, Deontay Johnson much better season. He definitely took steps forward. He eliminated the drops for about what ten to twelve weeks. He was that guy. He was wide receiver one, and then he fell off a cliff. 
and he just started the, the drops and you saw the mental mistakes coming back into his game. He'll have another new year next year on his rookie deal. He'll have more opportunities to show, hey, I can continue to get better. But if you're the Steelers, you're asking yourself moving forward, who do you want to put, put your money on? Who do you want to bank on being successful, being the guys who can come up with big games? And in a big game like this, where, again, you weren't asking Deontay Johnson to go up and make a one-handed catch and double coverage. You're asking him to catch the slant and go forward and do exactly what it is that you do and what they drafted you to do. And he didn't do those things, and that's disappointing. Chase Claypool, again, you know, not winning the combat catches, you know, not being able to stay on his feet. All those things are concerned. Are they things that could maybe be fixed in the coming years? Sure. Does he get better opportunities? Maybe. We'll, we'll see then. And he has two more years on his rookie deal to figure things out. But the point is, you know, you do like Pat Frymuth. He brought really good fight to, to fight, fight in this game as well, um, as he has all season. You do like Najee Harris, even though he fumbled for the first time of his career this week. You saw he, it was when he put it in the in the arm that he had the elbow brace in, and, that's what, and, and then he fumbled the ball. So lots of circumstances there. Um, and against a, a Chiefs defense that is talented. Um, and was and was it was being aggressive and had every reason to be aggressive at that point in the game when Ben Roethlisberger was checking it down to, to Najee Harris. So you know I look at those guys; they fought, they fought fine. Um, you know I thought like you know guys like Dan Moore Jr. wasn't too disappointed in, in, in them. Um, but you know for Ben Roethlisberger, you felt like you wish that you saw the receivers give him a little bit more you know, a little bit, little bit better, a little bit better opportunities to get him some opportunities. Cause imagine if, if, if Deontay Johnson catches those passes and gets been a few more big plays, what that would have been like, the energy would have been like for Ben Roethlisberger. We know how this team rallies around him. We've seen, we saw them do it several times this year, including in those last two games to get this team to the playoffs in the first place. So lots of, lots of really interesting questions there moving forward defensively. I, I think you still see that, you know, this defense there, the pieces weren't all in place this year. This team was need, going to be, to be dominant up front. Uh, they weren't once, once Tyson Alulu was out and uh, they knew that Stefan to was never coming back this year. That's, you know, that that's just a reality. They need to make sure that either both of those guys are back next year or they, or they're, they're getting other guys to replace them or they're adding still more depth behind them that they could be solid with. Um, you know, I still think, that actually the, the edge the edge players they did as well as they could. Alex Highsmith made some plays. T.J. Watt was T.J. Watt. Um, you also saw Taco Charlton and Derek Tuxa. I thought you know fighting well. So you know not too mad at those guys. But you know the defense you were the secondary they were up against it early on. I thought they made some plays early. Cam Sutton had a really nice tackle for loss. And Trey Norwood had a real, two really good breakups over the middle of the field. Um, and uh, and then so you, you you had plays like that. Minka Fitzpatrick had an emphatic tackle in this game. Uh, you even saw you know uh, uh, Terrell Edmonds kind of moving around and taking things away. But eventually you're gonna get figured out by this offense. The Chiefs are just too good, and this is why again you need to if unless you have that kind of elite defense where you have a number one corner who can sit on an island by himself and just take away whoever the top receiver is for the other team. And that way you can say, okay, now it's 10 on 10 instead of 11 on 11. And we're focusing these guys. And in, we're, and it, this plays out more to our favor. The Steelers just don't have that guy in coverage this year. Um, you know, Joe Hayden, you know, did a great job for his time with the Steelers, but unfortunately I think that time has come to an end. We'll talk about that as the seat as the offseason rolls along. Akella Witherspoon, will he be back in the mix? We'll see. Uh, I thought he had a terrific uh, fight through the second half of the season when he got more opportunities to play. But the Steelers have a real consideration moving forward. Do they go and get? Do they just pay him to come back, 
or do they go into the free agency market and say we're getting a big dog in the free agency market and maybe Witherspoon turns out to be a big dog who knows but we also know that every year there's guys who get cut there's guys, there's things that happen and there could be a major player that comes into play and you're like you know what that's our cb1 that we want to play with and that's a guy we can trust to like live on islands out there um so all those things are things to consider for this team moving forward um you know as and as far as what they need to do but there's certainly elements of this team that they have to address significantly in this offseason. I've said it before, you know, they, they should invest as much as they can in the offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, linebacker, and make it so that whoever's taking over a quarterback next year, they're more so of the manager, the facilitator of the pass game, and just making sure, hey, you're not supposed to make the mistake guy, but if they leave a guy wide open 30 yards downfield, you got to get the ball there. That's what you want out of your quarterback. Unless they – Luck, luck into and find a you know a, a spectacular quarterback in the draft. Maybe Kenny Pickett turns out to be that guy in the NFL as, as he was in college. Maybe they get the guy in free agency that they that they really want. Maybe someone's traded to him. All of that could could happen, but your most it's most likely won't. So bank on building the rest of your roster around things you can control. I think that's the better option for the Steelers moving forward. We're not done here. I want to talk about Ben Roethlisberger because. I think there's a, a lot we should acknowledge about what happened this season and just what it goes into Ben's legacy for what we saw, because it's not going to be limited to a 42 21 loss in a playoff game to a really good Kansas city chiefs team. That's not going to define Ben's career, but there were things this season that I think further defined his career in a positive way. We'll talk about that in just a minute here. But first, got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you guys a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the bets, sporting, wagering action of 2022. With the new year and new updated desktop and mobile website, you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON. They cover from football to basketball to hockey to boxing to ufc right down to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for 2022 at bet online the fastest and easiest way to, to wager on all your favorite sports and bet online where the game starts Wrapping up here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Um, for those who are probably wondering, you might have seen this. This is my my uh, hidden away office studio at the uh, WPXI. You know, I'm waiting to do final word after the game. It's late. Uh, it's late Sunday night going into Monday morning. So, you know, it's going to be a wild show. If you wanted to watch that, you can go to WPXI now um, to, to catch it or WPXI.com to watch the show with myself, Doran Dickerson, uh, former All-American tight end of Pitt, and also Doug Whaley, former uh, former Steelers uh, front office guy and a former general manager of the Buffalo Bills as well. He, he's been on the show. Uh, both guys, it's going to be a great conversation. But what you could do here, let's talk about Big Ben. Because, in, like again, in this game, I, I wasn't expecting Ben Roethlisberger to light it up. It would have been great if he did. It would have been awesome. But let's just be realistic about where Ben is these days. It's just his arm isn't there. He needs, you know, guys like Deontay Johnson to catch those short passes and turn them into big gains. Just didn't do that in this game. But like I said in the last segment, this game does not define Ben Roethlisberger's career by any means. 
though I will say, I think that parts of this season further should further the legend of Ben Roethlisberger because there were several times where he, where the Steelers needed a late drive heck in the drive the week before in the Ravens game, multiple drives. They had, they had the touchdown drive to Claypool in the fourth quarter and then the field goal drive uh, to win in overtime. This guy has always turned it on in the clutch. No, well, not always, of course, because he's lost games, but this guy so many times, when things haven't worked, when, you know, game plans have fallen apart, when he's made mistakes, he's find a way to knock all that dust off his shoulder, go into work, and find answers late late in games. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But there's no doubt that Ben Roethlisberger is a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. And to me, when I saw him, and again, this is old Ben Roethlisberger, he's not mobile anymore. He can't just shrug defenders off like he used to do Terrell Suggs. He can't launch the ball 50 yards on a line. But you saw him still go out there and fight. And when you see someone go out there and fight the way that Ben Roethlisberger does, it inspires the team. And I do think that that's what the Steelers got in that situation throughout most of this season is that there was a rallying around Ben and the Steelers are going to miss that. Now we don't know again, when Ben's going to announce his retirement, maybe it'll come tomorrow. Maybe it'll come in March. Maybe it'll come in February. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But to me with the limitations that were obviously on him with what we found out about the offensive line and their limitations with what happened with the injuries also, credit to Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, he didn't play great or anything, but the fact that he got back into the game and was able to catch some passes, and you know, after he what shouldn't have been playing, you know, in, you know, the rest of this season, you know, he he deserves kudos. He's a guy you probably want back because he's another guy that people can rally around. But you have to think that the Steelers overachieved when you've seen the way that they got destroyed by some of the top teams, like the Chiefs, like the Bengals. And there were teams that they started to get destroyed by. They brought it back like the Chargers and the Vikings and just didn't come up. And then they just came up short on. But there are makings of what a great, a good to great nucleus could be on this roster. The challenge is going to be for Kevin Colbert for just one more draft, as we've been told. He was, he's going to do one more draft with the Steelers and then call and then hang it up. And of course, Mike Tomlin and whoever sticks around for coaches, that's going to be a conversation for later this week. I know you probably got some Matt Canada questions. We'll get to that. We have a whole offseason to talk about that. Heck, he might be fired this week. Who knows? But point being, there's a lot of things to build around on this roster that are young players who you can build with, players that you can move with, but you do need to also put things with them. It's not going to be just at a quarterback and they're great, they're fine. They need two offensive linemen couple defensive linemen, a linebacker, a cornerback, probably a backup running back, and probably a playmaker wide receiver to at least just head the wide receiver group. They do those things and get a decent quarterback even. Maybe this Steelers team is a lot better off. Maybe they find ways to win, to gut out more wins next year with, a, with better defensive play and uh, with a stronger run game. Those things could be possible. But again, this was a rebuild year 
This is a year where no one thought the Steelers would get to the playoffs, and here they were in the playoffs, taking the place of where the Ravens or the Chargers or the Browns or all these teams that were sworn this was going to be their year, their time, the Steelers were able to do that. And you often look around the league, look at look at the Jaguars, look at the Lions, look at these teams that are legitimately in rebuilds, and they're the ones that are going to be drafting at the top of the draft. We're going to have a lot of draft talk in the coming weeks, so don't worry. I know there's some people out there saying, it's mock draft time, Chris. Let's get the mock drafts going. <laughs> let's let's give it at least a week or two. Let's, let's, let's take the end of the season in. Woosa. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. And get the, and, and get and get refocused here because there's still a lot to talk about to debrief from the season. But I do think again, if you're looking at Ben Roethlisberger, heck of a legacy, heck of a fight, and at least he went out on his own terms. He didn't go out injured. He was in there to the fourth quarter threw some touchdowns late, even though they were garbage time touchdowns. That's Ben Roethlisberger, the not giving up that you're going to miss seeing him. Steelers fans, I know that was probably emotional seeing seven walk off the field and through the tunnel one last time like that. But be thankful that you have all the great memories that he brought you. Because I'm a person, I, you know, I've, I've taken a lot of heat over the years. Whenever I criticize Ben when he makes a mistake, they're like, how dare you criticize him? I'm like, listen, I criticize him like I criticize everybody. But that never stops how much I've always been like, that dude is for real. That's why I, I've always said first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. So I think wrapping up the season and, you know, losing to a much better Chiefs team, Again, it was going to take several miracles to make work. They had a couple early on. I thought that they were able to manage with. But that's nothing for Ben Roethlisberger to be ashamed about. Nor for Steelers fans to be ashamed for Ben Roethlisberger. And I think that moving forward, Steelers fans can feel like, hey, I watched one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played the game play out his whole career for one team. But like I said, this is locked on Steelers, which means we got to talk about moving forward what they've what they've got to do to keep building. They're going to debrief soon. We'll we'll think about coaching hires, coaching fires, all those type of things. We'll talk about Matt Canada, Keith Butler, Mike Tomlin, all those things in the coming week or so on this show where we'll have much a lot of great content coming to you locked on Steelers listeners thanks so much for rocking with us all season long it is a, it has been a pleasure to host this show to interact with a lot of you you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter critiques if you want to if you want to interact with me more thanks so much for everyone who reaches out to me if I don't get back to you trust it's not about you it's it's just about hey there's a lot of things I got to get done and it often piles up really fast but again, thanks for everyone for riding with me. Stick with us. We got we, we'll be covering this offset offseason every step of the way, showing you what is the plan for this Steelers team to rebuild and get back to the playoffs and maybe for the first time since 2016, 2017 to get a playoff win. That's all we have for you today. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video if you're watching it on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel for all of our daily content. 
If you want to help out the show further, please send, please go to Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star review with a positive comment, and you will get a special shout-out at the end of the show. Like our newest, one of our newest reviews, we have a few that we're going to be reading all throughout the week. Matt Aston, who says, must listen for all Steelers fans. Chris is the goat of all goats when it comes to analyzing, reporting, and giving general thoughts. Been a daily listener of every episode for two years now, and it keeps on getting better and better. Go Steelers. Matt Aston, we thank you for your five-star review. We salute you. For your for your strength, and I appreciate being called the goat of all ghosts. That means a lot because there's a lot of ghosts out here. But thanks so much. We have plenty more five star reviews I want to get to that were left for us. We will do we will read those throughout the week. But I gotta get going because we gotta do the final word show. So if you want to see my comments on there and furthering a conversation with Doran Dickerson and Doug Whaley on channel 11 WPXI, go to WPXI.com, watch it there. You can also find it at DKPittsburghSports.com where we post the full video. Thanks again for watching. I'm Chris Carter. Be back on your screens and in your ears very soon.